chapter three five of gargantua and pantagruel book three by francois rabelais this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter three five how pantagruel altogether abhorreth the debtors and borrowers i understand you very well quoth pantagruel and take you to be very good at topics and thoroughly affectioned to your own cause but preach it up and patrocinate it prattle on it and defend it as much as you will even from hence to the next whitsuntide if you please so to do yet in the end you will be astonished to find how you shall have gained no ground at all upon me nor persuaded me by your fair speeches and smooth talk to enter never so little into the thraldom of debt you shall owe to none saith the holy apostle anything save love friendship and mutual benevolence you serve me here i confess with fine graphides and diatyposes descriptions and figures which truly please me very well but let me tell you if you will represent unto your fancy an impudent blustering bully and an importunate borrower entering afresh and newly into a town already advertised of his manners you shall find that at his ingress the citizens will be more hideously affrighted and amazed and in a greater terror and fear dread and trembling than if the pest itself should step into it in the very same garb and accoutrement wherein the tyanean philosopher found it within the city of ephesus and i am fully confirmed in the opinion that the persians erred not when they said that the second vice was to lie the first being that of owing money for in very truth debts and lying are ordinarily joined together i will nevertheless not from hence infer that none must owe anything or lend anything for who so rich can be that sometimes may not owe or who can be so poor that sometimes may not lend let the occasion notwithstanding in that case as plato very wisely saith and ordaineth in his laws be such that none be permitted to draw any water out of his neighbour's well until first they by continual digging and delving into their own proper ground shall have hit upon a kind of potter's earth which is called ceramite and there had found no source or drop of water for that sort of earth by reason of its substance which is fat strong firm and close so retaineth its humidity that it doth not easily evaporate it by any outward excursion or evaporation in good sooth it is a great shame to choose rather to be still borrowing in all places from every one than to work and win then only in my judgment should one lend when the diligent toiling and industrious person is no longer able by his labour to make any purchase unto himself or otherwise when by mischance he has suddenly fallen into an unexpected loss of his goods howsoever let us leave this discourse and from henceforwards do not hang upon creditors nor tie yourself to them i make account for the time past to rid you freely of them and from their bondage to deliver you the least i should in this point quoth panurge is to thank you though it be the most i can do and if gratitude and thanksgiving be to be estimated and prized by the affection of the benefactor that is to be done infinitely and some paternally for the love which you bear me of your own accord and free grace without any merit of mine goeth far beyond the reach of any price or value it transcends all weight all number all measure 
it is endless and everlasting therefore should i offer to commensurate and adjust it either to the size and proportion of your own noble and gracious deeds or yet to the contentment and delight of the obliged receivers i would come off but very faintly and flaggingly you have verily done me a great deal of good and multiplied your favours on me more frequently than was fitting to one of my condition you have been more bountiful towards me than i have deserved and your courtesies have by far surpassed the extent of my merits i must needs confess it but it is not as you suppose in the proposed matter for there it is not where i itch it is not there where it fretteth hurts or vexeth me for henceforth being quit and out of debt what countenance will i be able to keep you may imagine that it will become me very ill for the first month because i have never hitherto been brought up or accustomed to it i am very much afraid of it furthermore there shall not one hereafter native of the country of salma gandhi but he shall level the shot towards my nose all the back-cracking fellows of the world in discharging of their postern petarades use commonly to say voila pour les quites that is for the quit my life will be a very short continuance i do foresee it i recommend to you the making of my epitaph for i perceive i will die confected in the very stench of farts if at any time to come by way of restorative to such good women as shall happen to be troubled with the grievous pain of the wind colic the ordinary medicaments prove nothing effectual the mummy of all my befarted body will straight be as a present remedy appointed by the physicians whereof they taking any small modicum it will incontinently for their ease afford them a rattle of bumshot like a sow of muskets therefore would i beseech you to leave me some few centuries of debts as king louis the eleventh exempting from suits in law the reverend maudillier bishop of chartres was by the said bishop most earnestly solicited to leave him some few for the exercise of his mind i'd rather give them all my revenue of the periwinkles together with the other incomes of the locusts albeit i should not thereby have any parcel abated from off the principal sums which i owe let us waive this matter quoth pantagruel i have told it you over again End of chapter three five